Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for all of you. I have on Zoom, on the phone with me right now, Quentin Schultz, and he played Zach in the fan film Friday the 13th, Dead Before Dusk. Hey, Quentin, how are you doing? Hey, Scotty, I am doing great today. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. I am excited that, uh, you know, we can do this interview and make it happen. I know you were, uh, you're part of the Army now, and you're going to be going to that. I'm glad we can make it happen before that. Yeah, it's actually good you caught me now when you did, because I have 13 days left before I go to basic training. Cause awesome. At the time that we're recording this interview, it's almost going to be the end of June pretty soon, and I ship out to... Uh, boot camp on june 28th mm-hmm. awesome. and i will be serving in the united states army for uh, two years active duty and mm-hmm. then i'll come back home and do three years in the reserves oh nice nice that's awesome so we know you were a part of the fan film it was by my company gravestone films uh so what made you want to be a part of friday the 13th dead before dusk well growing up And just being a fan of horror my whole life, it was always one of my biggest dreams to be part of a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Whether that was just acting in it or making one myself, I always wanted to be part of one. So as soon as I got the opportunity, because uh, funny enough, um, Brett Harris, who coincidentally not only played um, Relic the Clown in Samhain, but as also my stepdad actually uh, managed to get me a role in the movie, so mm-hmm. I was very thankful for that, and that's how I got in. That's awesome. So, like, what was the best part about filming Friday the 13th and Before Dusk, and what was the worst? Oh, boy. Okay, well, to say what the best part was, I would have to say it was probably uh, filming my character's death scene where I get <laughs> smashed into a tree. Nice, yep. If I had to say what the worst part was, um, I don't really know if there was a worst part per se, but probably just when I had to, I mean, we'll get into this part uh, later, but probably where I had to like lie on the ground for periods of time <laughs> to shoot the scene where they find my character's corpse yeah we had to do that multiple times and i had to like lay on the ground for like a couple hours not moving yeah just to get the pose right yeah so why don't we go right to that question so we know that you were on the ground for a long long time multiple takes multiple repeats just to get different camera angles and just to get you know you involved you know to get the right scenes and to get all the actors to do the scenes right that were around you so what was it like filming that scene oh boy okay so filming that scene so most of the scenes um for that was shot around a nearby forest area like Mm -hmm. a small trail Mm -hmm. now uh we managed to shoot all of the movie in one day so we had to like space things out Mm time-wise so when we got to this part Um, basically I was asked to lie on the ground just so like the other characters could come roll my body over, see, you know, all the blood Mm -hmm. and guts all over me and everything. But the fake blood that was spewed all over my face and everything, which was actually just red corn syrup, obviously being corn syrup and sugar, it's sticky and everything. So I'm on the ground 
I have leaves in my face. I have twigs on my face. I have, you know, little pine needles on me. There's like little bugs and spiders and everything crawling all over me. And like, I can't do anything about it. I just have to lay there. <laughs> Aside from that, I have like the breathing, like little pieces of dirt and everything. Right. And then we, we could have got that shot done a lot sooner. But I remember you were there for this one. Mm -hmm. There was this one part where we had to have an outtake, like a blooper, because like when your characters rolled me over and were like tapping on me to try to wake me up and everything, you kept jabbing in because I, I do admit I am a bit ticklish. You were jabbing all of my ticklish areas. <laughs> And I just had to break character for a brief moment to tell you, like, to stop. <laughs> like, so, stop, dude. You're fucking tickling me. <laughs> and I know that you um, you did get sick after we finished shooting. So how'd that come about? Oh, yeah. So after... Now, here, here's another bit of a funny story. So after we did the death scene where I got my face smashed into mm -hmm. the tree... And I mentioned the blood uh, was just red-dyed corn syrup, so basically, like, just liquidated sugar. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kind of thought of, like, ways I could freak people out on the <laughs> set. So I just started scooping up big chunks of, like, the sugar and everything, and mm -hmm. I just started licking it off my fingers. Mm -hmm. And everyone would just, like, silently stare at me because they basically watched me drink fake blood. <laughs> So, now as far as to how I got sick, um, originally I thought I got sick from drinking the blood, but it turns out there was actually a bit of like a common cold going around among the cast members, mm -hmm. so I was fine afterwards. Right, and I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, you were kind of, was I might be mistaken, but weren't you a little nervous if it was COVID or something, because COVID was going on around that time too when we were filming. Oh, yeah, COVID was going on, but yep. I wasn't nervous about it. Okay. So speaking of your death scene now, um, obviously, personally, I think your death scene is one of the best in the in the film. Um, I really thought it came out really well, and it, like especially in post-production editing where we edited it up like, to have you, you know, because obviously we stop at a real tree and then there's a fake tree that we used and in editing we had to make it look like you went into a real tree and i think it came yeah. out wonderful um so care to explain on um on like uh like what like how, about that death scene how like how was it for you uh like what was it like filming it okay so to explain how the death scene went mm -hmm. so first when we were over the place where we filmed Camp Crystal Lake was actually uh, Tyler's backyard. Mm -hmm. So originally, uh, the director, um, Amanda, she asked me to basically just act. Okay, well, first what we had to do was I had to walk out on top of this pile of rocks. Mm -hmm. Then Tyler, as Jason, would come up, grab, like, grab my leg, throw me down, and then mm -hmm. drag me off the rocks. Then I shove him away, I run, I do a fake fall over, he grabs me and slams me into the tree. Mm -hmm. So, um, this is kind of where the funny story starts again. So, when I got dragged off the rocks, because we had to do a few takes of that, when I got dragged off the rocks, um, the rocks were actually kind of sharp, and the mm -hmm. first time Tyler dragged me over them, like I actually did cut my back up a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so... Then 
I, I found out that that take wasn't good enough, so we had to do it again. When we did it the second time, I was asked to kind of make it look like, you know, I was struggling or fighting a bit mm-hmm. more. So uh, what happened next was a little accidental, but as, you know, I, I have, like, Jason dragging me over the rock, I accidentally, like, whammed my fist into Tyler's face as he was doing it. And, like, it, like they actually did keep that in the shot, because if you watch closely for a brief moment before mm-hmm. it cuts out again... You actually see me like punching his mask a little bit mm-hmm. right before it kicks out. Yeah. 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 And we, Even though Tyler wasn't too happy about that, but he got over it. <laughs> <laughs> we did keep uh, the, that scene in too because uh, it, it was perfect when he got up. Like the mask was already off and he didn't see his face and he put the mask right back on, which mimicked the beginning yeah. where he, he already had the mask off, which was actually pretty, pretty, you know, a nice touch. Um, yeah. One thing I know you the, always mention. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. The, sorry. The part where like his mask got flung off, that was actually accidental. Mm-hmm. I did not mean to do that. Yep. Yeah, but it worked. It really did work. And you're actually the one that got us the mask to use for the movie. Yes, I actually had this little dinky plastic uh, Jason Voorhees mask that mm-hmm. I had. So when I learned that you were looking for like the right kind of mask to use because I am a bit of an artist. You know, I fully offered that I would like paint the mask up and make it look dirty. Yeah. Now, originally I was asked to make it kind of look a little bit like part three or part four, Jason. Mm-hmm. So I kind of figured to myself, if Jason's been stomping around the woods for how many years now, he's obviously going to look beaten up and dirtied up. Right. So... I tried to make it look a little bit like part three, mm-hmm. but just more dirtier and grimmier and yeah. torn up. And I think I got the effect I wanted. And all I yep. really used was just a can of spray paint, a little exacto knife, and then just some acrylic paints I had lying around. Nice, nice. And uh, I know you mentioned this a lot when we were like after it was released and everything, but your your character, like. You mentioned your character is the entire reason why everyone in the film was actually killed off. So can you explain why that was? Okay, so I'm just going to say this. (laughs) Dead Before Dusk, the real villain in the movie is not Jason. The real villain is actually my character when you think about (laughs) it. Because if you do watch it, I am the one who after our car breaks down, my character, Zach, was the one that suggested everyone goes into the woods. And of course, you know, everyone gets killed off by Jason. Yep, yep. It's... So, <laughs> yeah. So I can't really explain what it was that made Zach do that because mm-hmm. Zach's background was never really elaborated on. And right. most of how I was asked to portray Zach was kind of bleak. I was never really given too mm-hmm. much directions on like how I should act. Right. At the time I was been wa- sorry, at the time I was binge watching this anime series called mm-hmm. Death Note, which by the way is probably one of my all-time favorite animes. Mm-hmm. But in Death Note, I I kind of think that the character L, also known as Ryozaki, I I like his mannerisms and mm-hmm. his posture and everything, how he's always hunched over and like looks awkward and out of shape. Right. So I tried to make Zach look a little bit like that just because mm-hmm. like that was the first thing I could think of. Yeah. So 
I don't know. Maybe in the future, if there is ever a sequel of Dead Before Dusk, if that ever happens, maybe Zach's background might be elaborated on a bit more. Right. But all I can say is that Zach, um, he's a bit more than meets the eye. There's there's probably more going on with mm-hmm. him than we saw in the film. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because I'm going to tell a story right now about one of your about one of your scenes, and it's not anything that happened really on camera. I mean, the scene happened on camera, but the story is about what happened in editing, which was my worst nightmare ever. Um, oh but, boy! But uh, I, I I think I know the one you're talking. Yes. Yeah, so the scene is you have to go pee. And uh, and obviously at the time we were filming, you were 17, so we didn't want you to really pee. I mean, we gave you the option if you wanted to, but we it was better off that you didn't. Um, so you just pr- pretended to pee, obviously. Um, but we needed it to sound like you were peeing because nobody's. We wanted to be as real as possible. So I'm looking on YouTube at first for pee sounds, and I can't find anything that's that works. Like that sounds real enough. So I'm thinking, what can I do to make these this pee sound real. I need to make this sound real. And Amanda, the director is like getting on me. Like you need to make this piss sound real. Like it needs to sound like he's really peeing against the tree. So I went to Pornhub (laughs) and I literally was looking at people, guys, you know, mainly guys peeing on a tree in the woods. And the, um, and for people listening to this, if you don't want to listen to graphic details, skip maybe I'd say a minute or two of this next part of the, of the conversation. But I will say that the amount of penises I had to look at and watch pee to extract the audio from was disgusting between like, you know, large and fat and, uh, and ones that look like mushrooms that Mario would stay away from. Like (laughs) it was, it was just so much. I, I remember I was on the phone with you when it happened. <laughs> yes, and it was horrendous. Like just it was so many disgusting things I had to look at just so I can get the audio. I'm like, Quentin, the things I have to do for filming for <laughs> making this movie come off real. <laughs> like I and I was I was doing it at the time because I know Carl was uh, didn't, he what he did help me edit, but I was like editing up what we finished that night i was doing the audio portion of some of the stuff and then carl i believe the next day like was on i believe skype with me for about a good 12 hours or so uh editing with me and uh we finished it in like two nights but it was like 12 13 hours each day for the most part it was ridiculous but that was probably the one of the most horrendous things i had to do ever in my time of being a filmmaker and you know anything it was it was bad. It was just some of the things like I'm like they couldn't give me normal looking penises. <laughs> but I did find one and it did sound really good. I just had to lower the volume on some of it, but it, it, you know, so it sounds like it's a little, you know, from where we're filming you at, it's not like right up against you. So it needed to sound like like it's from a distance but enough that you know you, you can simulate that he's peeing. So it, it came out pretty decent, but it was it was quite quite horrendous some of the stuff. But I'm glad of, of of the final product of it. It was a small price to pay. Yes, it was. <laughs> and on some of the images that I had to look at, it was a small price to pay. Oh God. <laughs> so so what was so go ahead. I'm sorry. What is funny, though, is that that morning I woke up around like four or five in the morning Mm -hmm. and 
I didn't know if you actually did want me to piss on camera or if you were going to like do the fake one where you would edit in with like special effects. Right. Like I woke up around like, I think it was like around four in the morning and I did not go to the bathroom for Ooh. hours. Ooh. Yeah. So like I pretty yeah. much had to hold this in most of the time until we got back to Tyler's. Yeah. For nothing. Just like I didn't know what you wanted me to do. So like right. I, I could have done it, but right. I think a majority of the reason why was because of you being 17 years old, it would be more safer, you know, for you to uh, simulate it, obviously, like, you know, fake it. Because yeah, originally, get, like, I don't know, like, just get a water gun full of, like, you know, lemonade or something. Right. Because originally the role of Zach was going to be played by uh, somebody that was, I believe, 18 at the time, um, but he had to work. So that's when I, you know, came across you through Brett. And uh, that's how that all happened, but because that's when I wrote in the pee scene, I wanted them to actually pee to make less work for us in post production. But we didn't have anybody else, and it was a really short, like it was a short film. Like it, we filmed it in a total of two days. Your scenes were all in one day, and uh, and like we literally, um, you know, had two days total to film it. I wrote the script in a matter of an hour or two, um, and then yeah, we just the kind of yeah. Was only like- what was it like the original script was only like seven pages seven or eight pages yeah only had like one page additional and that was it right there was literally like seven or eight pages of the script but it it became an 18 minute movie they usually say one page of script is one minute of film but we didn't really add a lot to it per se but we added a lot of dialogue to it like i mean not dialogue a lot of uh, action scenes like the action scenes really took up a lot of time yeah yeah most of what was like in the movie was not in the script that was mainly just improvised on camera and stuff we just came up like as we were thinking of it right a lot of the dialogue was in the script but a lot of the action stuff we have done was a lot of it was improvised like maybe this like even like when you look at uh rob puanda's death he played uh ryan like his death was not that scene like he was not supposed to get impaled against a branch on the tree he was supposed to get impaled with through the chest through the back and out the chest with a machete but we did we changed it because we didn't realize that all the trees had these spikes on it, which is really cool. And we're like, what do we? Why don't we? You know, put here, make it. And that's why, like, when you look at his death scene, it isn't as good as it could have been. Um, like we do a quick take, and you can kind of because we had to do a lot of cropping in that because that scene because that wasn't like the body we built wasn't meant to break against a tree branch that was a spike on the tree. Yeah. So like that. Yeah. yeah. Good. One other thing I did want to say about my death scene okay. is uh, a bit of another like blooper that sort of happened that we kept in the film is I mentioned that right before I got killed, you know, I have to do like a fake fall over as soon mm-hmm. as I got away from Jason on the rocks. So right. I already explained like the slip up about the rocks. Mm-hmm. But as we were shooting the scene where I had to do like the fake trip over, I was running I was about to do it, but then I actually did trip over. <laughs> and it so came out just, really good. Yeah. See, just most of what you think is me acting in the death scene isn't actually me acting. It's either right. bloopers or me just acting out of impulse. Now, how, now I, I, didn't, I don't think I've ever asked you this, but I know when you got your face smashed in the tree, your hand literally shakes, and it shakes really good. Like, it gave the effect off really well. Was that acting, or did that impulse, or was that blooper? 
Oh no, that was actually me acting that okay. time. That was actually really, really well done because, like, when somebody gets smashed into a tree, like your hand is going to shake. Like you're gonna, you're, you know, you're just getting all these, your brain's getting all this type of trauma. Like you're trying to, like, you know, fight off. Like I don't know, but it's like it came off really well. It, ad- it added an additional effect to the scene. Oh yeah, well again, I I said I've been a horror fan my mm-hmm. whole life, so like I know how to simulate like how the body twitches or how it acts right. when it gets injured. So right. I, I know how to do that stuff nice. pretty well. So that was me acting that time. Nice. So how was Amanda as a director? Um, She was okay. I, I didn't really talk to Amanda too much, but right. she was all right. Yeah, she, she she it was her first time directing. I thought she did pretty well. Um, she yeah, she did out. Really. She 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 knew what she wanted. I know she was definitely. She did a lot better uh, in this film than our. I don't want to say it in a mean way. Our previous director has um, in a previous film, but uh, she did she did quite well. Uh, I th- I was impressed with how well she did. Um, so speaking now, how about Tyler? How was he as Jason? I think he did a very good job as Jason. I think just for first time, I think he pulled. Um, the look and uh, the character off very well. Yeah, I think he did a good job. So speaking about Jason, um, who is your favorite Jason in the in like the actual Friday the Thirteenth films and why? Okay, so if I had to say who my favorite or like what my favorite incarnation of Jason was, right. I would have to say, just on a personal level, I would have to say. Um, Jason from Part Eight, where mm-hmm. uh, which is Jason takes Manhattan. Okay. Simply because that was the very first Friday the Thirteenth I ever saw. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, you, yeah. it, did you like? So, I'm guessing Kane Hodder is your favorite Jason. Uh, yeah, I think. Okay. I think arguably he pulls off the character of Jason the best as compared yeah. to the other actors who portrayed him. Yeah, I can agree with that. And also, he's done the role multiple times, so like he knows how the character can like operate. Right, right. So, what Friday the Thirteenth film is your favorite, and why? Oh, that's a bit of a tough one. Because <laughs> if if I had to say what my favorite films were, it would have to be Part Two, Part Five, A New Beginning, mm-hmm. Part Eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, and then Freddy versus Jason. But nice. if like if I had to narrow those four down to what would be my number one favorite, mm-hmm. I think I would have to go with part two. Yeah, I can agree Simply with that. Simply because, cause like you have to understand in Friday the 13th, Jason started out as kind of like this urban legend, a mm-hmm. campfire story. Right. And I think part two did an excellent job of, you know, keeping, like, the campfire story vibe. Mm-hmm. Right, Or, like, right. showing that he's, like, on, like, almost legend-level status. Absolutely. So... And I also go ahead. like... Sorry. No, go ahead. I also like kind of a bit of the isolated feeling you get. Yeah. Just because, like, you're at a summer camp, you know, you're at a place where you would want to relax for a little bit of time, mm-hmm. a place where you think nothing could really go wrong. And, of course, you know, since it's a summer camp, you're cut away... From most of the outside world, you're in the middle of the forest, Mm -hmm. you know, town civilization is like, you know, God knows how many miles away. So like if something happens to you out there, you're basically screwed. Yeah. And I, I know that feeling very well because, 
you know, I, I come from Pennsylvania. I've lived around like woodlands most of my life. Mm -hmm. I grew up walking around and exploring forests. So Mm -hmm. I, I know the feeling of like, if something happens to you out there, you're basically screwed better than most people because I had to grow up like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, Obviously, you are a horror fan. We all know that by now. So, like, which oh, yeah. horror film is your current favorite, and which horror film um, uh, that got you your start into being a horror fan? Okay, so if I had to say what my favorite horror movie is at the moment, mm-hmm. and probably this will always be my favorite, but uh, Don Coscarelli's Phantasm. Okay. That will always be my favorite horror movie nice because i i watched most of the phantasm movies Mm -hmm. uh, at a young age so obviously that kind of stuck with me a bit more right because one night um i forget how long ago this was but i know it was many years ago when i was still a little kid i remember Mm -hmm. one night um on the chiller tv channel they were having an all-night marathon of just repeats of Phantasm 1 and Phantasm 2. Nice. So I got to watch the first Phantasm and then the second movie right afterwards. Nice. And really, I'd have to say what makes Phantasm my favorite is just, like, how personal it gets. Because, I mean, not only is this just like a quirky, fun little movie that was thrown together with a small budget Mm -hmm. that eventually got a bit of a larger budget in the other movies, but when you really think about it, Phantasm isn't about the tall man. It's not about, Mm -hmm. you know, this alien mortician that digs up corpses and turns them into little midget slaves. Right. Like evil jaw was. Yeah. Like that that's not what Phantasm is about. If you if you remove like the tall man, the dwarves, the spears and like all mm-hmm. of the horror aspect from it, Phantasm is a film about a boy that's going through the stages of grief mm-hmm. about the death of his brother. Okay. Because remember we learn at the end of the film that the whole movie was just a dream. At least that's what we thought until, right. you know, the end. But we, you know, we know Jody passed away in a car wreck and Mike hasn't been himself since then. Right. And Reggie's been looking after him. Mm-hmm. So, like, really, Phantasm is a movie about someone trying to deal with loss. And okay. I think that's kind of what hit it a bit more for me. Nice. Just because of that real aspect to it. Nice, nice. Now, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, if fine. I had to say what other films I like that I would keep in like my top favorite lists mm-hmm. pretty much um, any zombie film that was made by uh, the Italian director Lucio Fulci. Okay. Nice. So I'd have to say like, uh, depending on what world, sorry, depending on what area of the world you come from, this film has a few different names, but some people call it just zombie or mm-hmm. zombie two since in Italy, um dawn of the dead by george romero was just called zombie so zombie 2 or zombie was the unofficial film lucio fulci made as a sequel to that okay which which wasn't a direct sequel it was just like a bit of a slap on them right and there were a few other slap-ons that came after fulci's film there was zombie 3 zombie 4 Mm -hmm. uh zombie 5 um 
Killing Birds. I, I did watch uh, Zombie 4. That was Living After Death. Uh, right. That one, I think, kept a little truer to Fulci's original movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, back to Fulci for a moment. Um, I, I absolutely loved um, City of the Living Dead and okay. The Beyond. Those, those were just masterpieces in my opinion nice nice so what uh was your most uh memorable moment while fil- about filming friday the 13th at before dusk okay i'll get to that in a moment I'll, i was about to get to what film got me into oh okay first place um i remember when i was a kid probably one of the earliest memories i have that involves anything of the horror genre mm-hmm was I used to watch episodes of the 1960s um, show Dark Shadows. Okay. Um, you know, the vampire Barnabas Collins. Right, right. I, I loved Dark Shadows growing up, and I mm-hmm. actually did watch uh, the two movies they made, uh, House of Dark Shadows and uh, Night of Dark Shadows, which they didn't really have any connection to the show. That, those mm-hmm. were just like their own things, but I think they did a good job with those also. Right, right. And also growing up uh, from around um, the 70s and 60s also, there was the original uh, 1970s Tales from the Crypt movie mm-hmm. with uh, Peter Cushing in it, and then there was uh, The Vault of Horror with uh, Tom Baker in it, who played right. the fourth Doctor and Doctor Who. Yeah. I absolutely loved those growing up, and nice. I think it was those that really got me into horror as a whole. Yeah. But then growing up, you know, I got pretty heavy into Nightmare on Elm Street, and Freddy for a long time was my favorite. Nice. Um, horror going up until I watched Phantasm, and now The Tall Man is my favorite. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but I'd say that's really where it all began for me, Mm -hmm. at least, because both of my parents were horror fans um, growing up also, so I Mm -hmm. guess you could say it's kind of like an inheritance thing with genetics. Right. So pretty much, I've loved all things spooky my whole life. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. So what was your most memorable moment about filming Friday the 13th at Before Dusk? So I'd have to say my most memorable moment was and you probably knew i was about to say this too but mm-hmm. when i get my face smashed in the tree yeah absolutely that, that was probably like the main highlight of the whole film for me yeah and that was a really good death like it came off so well on screen it was yeah. it was done amazingly i mean tyler's stepdad uh bill uh bill did young he did the uh the sfx for that and he literally built like a miniature tree and he stuffed it with i'm pretty sure was it a balloon inside there with fake blood in it yeah there was like it was like a little built-in hollowed out log that had like this Mm -hmm. pressure plate with like a little razor blade on the back yeah that would pop a balloon full of fake blood Mm -hmm. that would spill out when i got my face pressed then that's awesome funny funny story about that when i had my head in there i will admit it was cramped Mm mm-hmm and, like, little bits of the bark were coming up and jabbing at my neck and everything. <laughs> and when Tyler tried, because, like, we only had to do this in, like, one take to yep. make it, like, really perfect. So it's, like, no pressure. When Tyler, <laughs> when Tyler smashed my head into there, the balloon didn't pop the first time. Oof. So, like, you see him a little bit trying to, like, get me in there as much as he can to make the balloon pop. Right. 
Yeah. Which he did, but like it, it took him like a few minutes to actually like get my head far enough to pop the balloon. Right, and it worked well because when you look at the editing of it, like you can see if you watch it in slow motion, you can see that he's taking to the tree and he's and he stops, and then it like kind of cuts to you going to another tree. It is another yeah. tree, but there that tree was built. I replicate that tree that he was going towards. So like if you like if you slow motion it, you could see like how we stopped it because we stopped we did it on the real tree, and then it it shifts over to you going into the fake tree. So you can kind of see that if you do it in slow motion and look very closely. But if you watch it in regular motion, you can't really tell. Yeah. Which it it worked out really well. It was a great death scene. So oh, yeah. I yeah. think it turned out beautiful. Yeah. So the last question I got for you, uh, would you like to continue to be an actor and do you have any social media accounts that you would like to promote to the listening audience? Um, absolutely. I would love to be an actor mm-hmm. and when I come back from the military, you can't expect me to be in a few more films. Awesome, yeah. Um, what I will say though is I know with your company Gravestone, I know that you were making that new movie called 72. Yep. I was planning on being in 72, but because Mm -hmm. my ship date is really close and you know, I only got like so much time left and I know there's no way I can do that. So, right. I'm sorry. As much as I would want to be in it, I know I can't do that at the moment. And that's fine. Yep. Yeah. But you can definitely expect me to be in a few more films when I get back. Awesome, yeah, and I know that like we are fully casted now. I know your stepdad, Brett, um, he's actually going to be playing a small role known as, I believe, he's playing the man, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he's also um, going to be um, our stunt coordinator on set, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yep. Now, as for uh, social media, um, I do have an Instagram uh schultz q which is s-c-h-u-l-t-z underscore and then just the letter q okay and then i also have a snapchat but i have a link to that um on my instagram if you want to go check it out awesome awesome so do you have anything else you want to add quentin um other than that um mainly i've just spent most of my time getting ready uh for the military i've actually spent about over um, a year and a half now getting ready because nice. earlier I kind of thought to myself, if I'm really serious about this and if I actually want to do it, mm-hmm. I want some time to prepare first. So right. as terrible as COVID what as like COVID-19 was and as much as that basically screwed everything up, mm-hmm. it was good in a sense that it gave me the time to prepare because I actually have a little at home gym nice. where I currently live. Mm-hmm. Where I have dumbbells, I have workout equipment, so I mainly just spend most of my time bulking myself up, uh, mm-hmm. getting fit, uh, getting most of my upper body ready. Nice, nice. So I feel like I've done just about everything mm-hmm. I can really to prepare myself physically for this. Right. Yeah. Um. Other than that, it's mainly just I want to enjoy like the two weeks I have left and then go kick some ass. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining me, Quentin. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. And you have a good rest of your day and stay safe and good luck in the Army. Oh, thank you. You yep. too. Well. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. You too. All right. Bye. See ya. Bye.